0: Hello, my name is Daniel, creator of Zero Waste Daniel, a line of gender-free clothing and accessories all made from upcycled scrap fabrics here in New York City.
1: Hi, I'm Krista Rosa. I'm a television producer who is responsible for making some of your favorite reality shows. I'd tell you which ones, but I'm not sure if I'm legally
0: allowed. I'm super into sustainability. And I'm trying to be less of a garbage person. We're going to answer your questions, some about creating less waste. And some about taking out the trash in your life human or otherwise then we'll review some products trends and services that claim to be saving the planet will we give them our stamp of approval or will we ultimately come to the conclusion that this is, is not sustainable
1: Ugh, i feel like i haven't seen you in so long we're back from
0: our little holiday hiatus
1: I, like, have been, like, okay, you know, whenever you're, like, a child and you're, like, my friend, like, doesn't like me anymore because, like, we haven't, like, hung out, like, this week. Is it weird that, like, as I am the oldest human being alive in my soul, there's a little bar to me where I was, like, Daniel and I, like, haven't really been talking that much. Like, I'm so upset. Like, was so upset about it.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, that's so funny because I feel like when I talked to you, I was, like, oh, my God how have you been? What have you been up yeah, to? Like, what have you been tell doing? Tell me everything. Yeah. No, when we get on the phone but with like each the other, actual amount of time that had passed was like four days. Three, day, three yeah. days. Literally three. nothing. You're
1: like, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. It's literally been three
0: days. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so funny. I can relate and I'm not mad at you. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, your hair is the longest I've ever seen it. Uh, and yeah. it looks so good.
0: Oh my God. Thank you. Well, <laughs> that, um, thank you for the compliments. They'll get you everywhere. I would like to address a rumor that my mother has started. Oh, God. Okay. Based Go on the fact that you recently told me that I had changed my hair and my eyes were sparkling. She thinks maybe you have a crush on me?
1: That your mother thinks My that I have mother. A crush. I mean I basically said in that episode, like I have a crush on you. Did I not say that?
0: I mean you said I looked good, but is oh. that the
1: same thing? I mean like what does a crush mean?
0: I have no like, idea. Like I have feelings
1: for you and like I'm gonna split up your marriage and like <laughs> take you away from your husband. Is that what like that what that means? I don't know.
0: You wait, tell your, me. wait, your mom and I like
1: have beef. She thinks that I have, she thinks I have a crush on you. Do you want to address the rumors? Okay, so I would like to define what a crush is, because that's...
0: I don't know. Um, I don't have... But I do... I mean, I
1: have a crush on you as a friend, like, as in, like, I really am glad that we're becoming, like, friends outside of just doing this
0: together. Well, then I have a friend crush on you, too.
1: Yeah. And I just thought you looked so good. Thank you. And I literally was like, oh, my God, like...
0: I was like, um, well, I did look really cute that day, so he was just stating facts, Mom.
1: And I was like, something's different. And you were like, yes, I cut my hair. And yes, it didn't. It. I, like, I, it, was, it wasn't did. like you
0: looked exactly the same. And I was like, wait, oh, my God. And I didn't feel like you waited to press the record button to like hit on me.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> remember, it came out of nowhere. It was I just totally was out at of you nowhere. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I was like, I'm lost in your eyes. Like, you look so good. Oh, my gosh. Well. Do I have a crush on you? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. I don't know either. That's not
0: for me if to that's say. What I, if I think
1: that's because if I'm complimenting you and saying that you look good and that means I have a crush on you, then I have a so crush on you like I don't know what to say.
0: Well, thanks. I'm flattered, <laughs> and wait, you look great too. I love, thank you. I you love your to, outfit you today. You don't have to say that. No, just you have like a great monochrome moment going, and you're so stylish, and you're so cute, and I'm loving being your friend. So if that means I have a friend crush on you, then then you heard it here, here we first. Are. Um, wait, well, that's so funny. Now that that's what did she say? Okay, wait. Way. Tell me what she said though. I, I don't to... remember exactly what she said, but she likened it to like Charlie Rose and something about the male gaze. I can't remember. What? <laughs> Wait, what? It was incredible. I loved it. And she was like, "I'm not saying it's like that, but it was kind of like that." And I was like, "Okay, I'll
1: oh my life. god, that's
0: amazing." But also, shout out to Christy Fitness, who is my trainer, because I've been working out and I do. Look and you better. can
1: tell, you can tell. No, you're glowing. So <laughs> so. Um, that is so funny. I hope I wasn't coming on to you or being like Charlie Rose, who was like, I wasn't. He like. Fired from
0: I don't remember like exactly CBS the, this yeah, morning like because that, of yeah. like sexual
1: harassment. I hope I wasn't actually sexually
0: harassing you. I, I don't feel harassed, and if that's what harassment is, keep going.
1: Okay, copy that. I don't know if we
0: should be saying that. <laughs> you can cut it out of the podcast. <laughs> I don't care. No, we'll leave it in. Why not?
1: Um, that's really funny.
0: Yeah, but I I did. I have grown out my hair, and this is like the longest it's been probably in almost ten years. No, it's great. I love love. Thank it. you. Love it. Um, Figure why not give it a spin before I lose it all. Before you, so, yeah, before it all just goes to goes and to I'm, nothing. I have this like gray streak on the side now too. That I'm no, I like it's, about. it. It's
1: I listen. Okay, I, now I don't want to say anything because your mother's gonna think that I'm like gonna like home wreck your
0: life. I I'm not worried about it. I want I want to give give us the unfiltered. When a version. man has like
1: a little bit of gray, there's nothing better. Correct or incorrect? Am I right? Correct. Silver fox. Yeah, and not just like you see it, you're like ooh. <laughs> like you've lived, like you've lived, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I've gone the, through some shit. Yeah, and not like in a bad way, but in like a, yeah. Well, okay, so okay, we're going to be talking to someone who is an artist, but also someone who lost, like a long time ago, lost a very large amount of weight,
0: which is really impressive.
1: Yes, and um, I have been thinking, like, okay, I want to be more active. I want to be doing more. You know, I want to be doing. Not, what am I trying to say? I don't want to like transform my body, but I want to like tighten up. I want to get a little tightened up okay. and I want to just like be incorporating more, act, act, active, be more active time. You want to be more I want to be more active in my everyday life. I feel that. And kind of like watch a little bit what I'm eating. You know what I mean? Like okay. more than like not not at all. Okay. Which is what's currently happening. Feel So that's kind of my situation. And so I was like, I forget what I was saying that to someone and then someone was like, wait, speaking of, have you heard of the 75 hard challenge? And I was like, the I already have shut down because like, anything
0: whatever what, that is don't google it and look at videos whatever
1: whatever challenge is like i don't need to do a challenge i'm 31 years old and i'm a fucking i have self-respect so i don't need to do a challenge quote unquote okay
0: know what i mean i like, do know exactly what you mean
1: so but then i was like but what is it like i need to know what this right, is and sure. they were like you're gonna piss yourself and i think they honestly told me so that i would come on this podcast and talk about it okay. which
0: i am right now. here we are
1: here is the set. so speaking of like things that i think I, I have so much i really can't wait to talk to, about i I want to talk to like a trainer like someone on the show needs to become on that's like a trainer someone in the fitness industry because i have so many like things to talk about it i want to hear um i have so many opinions i said i have so many things to talk about it that doesn't make any sense because what
0: to do is the 75 hard challenge thank you
1: so I think it's, it's interesting because we talk about sustainability and it's like all these like crash diets or these challenges that like, you know, the whole 30 where you like do something for a yes. month and you're like supposed to do, cleanse all this yes. shit. Like it's not, it's not even set up to be sustainable. Like you're it's, only supposed it's to do it for literally so long set up to and be then temporary. Like at the end, like, what do you do? You just like go back to however you were. So like what, well, unless you just keep doing that thing over and over and over again, which is not meant for a
0: prolonged
1: right experience. Right. Right. Correct or incorrect.
0: I, I think that's a little... I, I'm thinking about Whole30 specifically. It's a little bit black and white to say, then you go back to whatever, because I feel like the idea is to do like a cleanse almost and then reintroduce things in with a new relationship to them and also to practice doing things that you've never done before. But I do think that most diets... And most exercise challenges are unsustainable in the sense that they encourage you to crash diet, crash exercise, crash transform, and they don't set you up for like pro- prolonged, prolonged
1: success, success yes, right? I agree. It's already not sustainable. All these things are like already not sustainable, right? So That's how one? I feel about them. Lay it on me. Wait, I want to see like the, you need to see this like image of it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here we go. 75 hard diet. Okay. The first part of it just says follow a diet. <laughs> so like does not, diet? This is the 75 75 hard challenge is follow a diet. Okay. Like unclear. Like up to you. Okay. I'm already winning <laughs> yeah. because anything you my eat diet is your diet. Is, my diet is just eating. Okay. Zero cheat meals for the entire 75 days. Like that is insane. So, I mean, we're to assume that like you're going to do like keto. You're going to do intermittent fasting. You're going to do like Whatever the, the South is. Beach diet. Like, And that's that? it? That's Atkins, the whole thing? Like, no, that's only number one. Okay. What's number but, like, two? That's already so stupid. Right. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. correct. Work out two times a day. No. For at least 45 minutes.
0: Uh, this is already bad for you. One has to be outside. No. <laughs> is this not the stupidest
1: thing you ever Are
0: people heard? really doing this? Yes, apparently. Okay, keep going. What's number three? So
1: like already like not sustainable for you to be spending an hour and 30 minutes. Like if you have a full-time job, an hour and 30 minutes of working out every day on your diet that's making you extremely angry. No. no. Three, drink a gallon of water per day. Achievable. Okay. Achievable. That's the most achievable thing that I've heard yet. I don't even feel like that's, I
0: feel like that's just like. I mean, com- you're, ne- you're never not drinking and peeing like, like more than anyone in the world, but like. But it's like common hydration knowledge that you should be drinking as much water as possible.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: So like. Oh, ew. Great challenge. Okay. Ready? This is the, this is the one that like put me here. We go.
1: into like absolute insanity. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Read 10 pages of a nonfiction entrepreneur (laughs) book. (laughs) Every day. I'm assuming it's every day. It does not say every day, but I'm assuming every day.
0: I what hate is that? this.
1: Isn't it the worst thing ever? I've been waiting to
0: tell you about like, this for this exact if reason. If hating this makes me a hater, then that's what I am because I hate I this. I wanted to
1: drive my car off a bridge whenever I read this. This is terrible. Okay.
0: This is not a good idea. This is
1: this is not sustainable. And then the fifth, the fifth thing is take a progress pick every single day.
0: No! Which, like,
1: it doesn't make any sense, but, like, also is achievable.
0: I I mean no I hate I hate this whole idea This is terrible Isn't this it is the worst thing idea. you've ever heard in your life No Yes No
1: It's amazing Come on It's amazing We're not doing This, this. is what people are doing Like the th- th- and this is my problem I'm on my soapbox now This is my problem is that people think that one This means anything It doesn't One period it's Full stop It means nothing You're an idiot. And two, like, this is not something that is setting you up for actually getting results, like, for the rest of your life. At all. And I guess maybe, like, challenges aren't supposed to be doing that, but, like, why, why, like, why are you doing this? Read 10 pages of an entrepreneur book. Because that's already, because this, and you know the other thing? This is cycling you right into, then you're following some Instagram person that's talking about Bitcoin and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is, like, getting you into, like, the, like, Know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And the people that are like, I work so hard, blah, blah, on my business that you're like, what is your business? And it's like mentorship, a.k.a. I run a cult.
0: It is like common knowledge that you need to sleep and rest if you want to see results when you're exercising. This diet is bad for you. This Don't is MLM. This.
1: Like this is like prepping you for an MLM. This is, what is, this is. a terrible idea like people are making a lot of money doing this. This is MLM like like the the like pre-nasty to MLM ship. Can you
0: define MLM?
1: A multi-level marketing got scheme. It, got it, got it.
0: Oh. Have you been watching Salt Lake City? Yeah. What do you, what
1: am I a human American citizen? What do you mean?
0: I mean the multi-level marketing scheme. Yes. And like Whitney knew so much about buying leads. Yeah okay sorry that was just you a- have
1: to remember that like outside of New York like most like suburban places are absolutely riddled with multi-level marketing th- everything
0: I mean I think New York is ri but I'm saying too. like
1: there's many people that don't have to like, like there's lots of people that are like I just have a good paying job and that's like my income right like I'm not like a single mom that lives at home that doesn't do anything right that like can then be like absolutely stolen did until, you watch like,
0: the Gen Shaw
1: special. Yeah, it
0: was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was pretty bad, but it was also like... My
1: love of my life, Brian Moylan was in it, though, which was
0: great. I... First of all, it was fun to see Dana. Dana Pam. Yeah. (laughs) 25,000. Yeah. Didn't you guys know? Um, And it was also really interesting to hear that whole woman's story about, like, sewing her Snuggie blankets.
1: Okay, I was, like, tuning out during that, and everyone's talking about that, and I may need to go back, because apparently... It's
0: basically what you were saying. Like, she was, like trying to like help herself out of a bad situation. And she ended up getting scammed like yeah. $30,000 or something. Yeah. You which know, is, that, like, then they, they
1: literally steal your money. So like, not only is that read 10 pages of an entrepreneur book, like prepping you to like, just be consumed by someone who's like going to be your quote unquote mentor that you're just right. paying money to. Right. But like, is that not the most, the, the most unsustainable thing you've ever read
0: in your life? This is not something anyone should do to try and achieve any kind of success with their physique or their business. <laughs>
1: or any, or any Just don't do this. It's wild. And like people are doing it, like all these challenges and stuff. It's That's the thing is like, I'm excited to talk to Anthony because like he lost a lot of weight and has kept it off. And I know that it wasn't from doing any of these bullshit, like weird whole 30 bullshit things.
0: No, anyone who has really made, whether it's losing weight, gaining muscle mass, running a marathon, Eating healthy, whatever, anyone who has made going zero waste, prolonged, significant lifestyle change in their life. I'm interested in talking to them yes. about how they did that. Yeah, again, because again, they, they sustained not, it. Right.
1: And that's what so many people, the whole like exercise slash diet industry is based, is like literally based in us not doing that and like, being on that hamster wheel forever. just rewatched
0: Ryan Murphy's feud, the Betty and Joan. I've never put eyes on it. That's uh, incredible. And at one point they're like prepping to go to the Oscars and Joan Crawford says, I, you know, it's in two weeks and I haven't even cut out potatoes yet. And I think the whole idea that like you're going to crash diet to look good in a dress for one day is so unhealthy. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, I understand it in the sense of
1: like I'm going to be photographed by everyone that's anyone. And so that and that photo is going to be used so much that I need to look amazing. It's extremely unhealthy and horrible. But But I at least understand that they know that that is going, that is all geared to be there for one day. However, you're going to tell me that that's then putting out into the world that they always look like
0: this. Right. And what I'm trying to say is you, and I was just talking about this with Mario, because we've been working out together and we've been, We have different goals, but we work out together. Yes. And what's been really interesting about it is that we're not going into this whole thing by saying we're going to only eat this way and we're going to work out like crazy and we're going to, like, it's very much we're going to try and be our best selves. Every day, our best is different. So on a day when we're really stressed, we're eating pizza. Do I have to have... Eight slices of pizza. I no. ate
1: a cold piece of pizza as you you literally opened it and gave it to me as I walked in the front
0: door. It's, I mean, per request. Yes. Don't force feed. No, no, no. but, yes. <laughs> but like, yeah, like you, their pizza is on hand, right? This home. Like, we're, and I, I had chocolate this yeah. afternoon. Like, I'm not like pretending that I'm eating so healthy all the time. Yeah. But you know, can we portion control? Do we have to late night snack? Are we eating as much candy as we used to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, all, it's all of those things, and then on top of it. Like, I don't feel like it's super unhealthy, even when I'm being a little decadent, because I'm still exercising regularly. So it's like being mindful and showing up for yourself. That is the recipe, because you don't need to worry, oh, I'm off my diet, and now I'm gaining all this weight back, because the the changes that you're making, though they might be slower, are more sustainable, because you're not changing your whole life. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No,
1: I I agree with you 100%. Well.
0: Because
1: that, well, why are we even here is really what it is. Because we agree on everything now. Well, that's it. And you've been, well, not for nothing, you've been, you've gotten good um, results from doing that as well. Insane. It's not like the you, like like you said that, like,
0: and I personally yeah. have had to change my relationship to food and like, oh, woe is me. Like, I need to eat more. <laughs> It's bizarre because yes. I, I've i only ever needed to eat a certain amount to sustain myself and I'm lifting and exercising heavier than I ever was and I'm hungrier. Yes. And that is a mindfuck. I've had to really adjust. Yes. Like, what I think is okay to put in my body yeah, so I can sustain demand myself. Because the demand is like higher because you're like
1: burning more calories when you're working out.
0: It's insane. Like, yeah, yeah. So I basic feel like. Basic science, as I'm saying. It's basic science, yeah. it's math. And, you know, we all have this idea that like we should eat less and work out more. And that's just not it.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess that. Yeah. Like, literally, like.
0: You need weird. to really do what's right for your body. Yeah. And so it's like maybe eat less of this and more of that, or maybe eat less times a day or more times a day, but it's not necessarily what we've all been fed by Hollywood. And it's definitely not the 75 hard challenge. It's definitely not the 75 hard challenge. Because reading 10 pages of anything isn't going to help you change your body.
1: And I've been holding my tongue to not comment on your body because I don't want your mother to compare me to Charlie Rose anymore. So, um, but you have been getting,
0: you've been getting... Stupid results. Good results. Stupid results.
1: As you put on your Instagram story. And I was like, oh my God, like, right?
0: I mean, I have achieved a physique that I thought was never attainable for me. And I'm like already realizing that this is like phase one. Like I can do more than this.
1: And that's because of one person named
0: Christy, Christy fitness. It's all because of Christy fitness. I might need to call. She might be getting a call from me. I'm serious. Honestly, like, you know, whether it's one-on-one sessions, consulting, joining any of her group classes or finding someone else who makes you feel that motivated. It, it, it's been life changing for me. Yeah. And, like, somewhat affordable or, like, are you... You know, I look at it as an investment in me. Yes. And I have been someone, you know, and I want to get into this more with Anthony because I'm curious about what he's been, what his secret is, but um, I'm someone who has struggled with staying on a routine of working out. And so working out with Christy has kept me... Yeah, like, forced you to be in that routine. And, you know, like... To the Teddy Mellon camps of the world, Stop. I need and the accountability of coach. M- speaking of, of M- MLMs. Right. So, anyway. Like, like, literally speaking of MLMs. It's rampant. Well, should we talk to the man himself and see what he has to say? Yeah, let's do it.
2: All
1: right, we have one of my favorite people on this podcast today, finally... Yeah, I know. anthony damato also known as remember jones remember you, jones <laughs> you are a singer <laughs> um you are a singer a recording artist a musician a musician um a showman as you've told me before
2: yes um
1: and many things
2: i'm just like a whore to the entertainment business basically yes right? Right. ultimately which i like, give it to me line them up let's go right.
1: um Anthony has songs out um, you have how many you have a full album
2: yeah so I released a full album 2017 and then an EP like right after that um and I haven't released a full album until like soon really soon and so it's
1: coming really soon if you go to we're at remember Jones you can see all of that but okay before we talk more about music we like yeah. to ask everyone Where they're at with sustainability, like where they start with sustainability, it could be nowhere. There's no judgment. It could be nowhere. It could be everywhere. It could be somewhere in the middle.
0: Right. Because you're not you don't you don't put yourself out in the world as a sustainability person. Right. So what does sustainability mean in your world?
2: Oh, my God. You know, it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot um, because I guess like everybody has sort of or you're sort of forced to in the last two years, just figure out you know, your longevity and, and where you are now, where you will be or whatever. So as like an artist in an ever changing uh, business and world, uh, what is the thing that sustains Anthony, you know, versus what is the thing that sustains Remember Jones, which sometimes are the same thing, but are really two different things. Um, so I'm, I'm where I'm at personally right now is figuring that out. And, and it's it's something that is like actually in the forefront. I've had a few meetings with potential contract gigs and things that are coming up for me that uh, help me sustain my happiness, which is uh, has to be number one now because it wasn't for many years and that's something that I'm overcoming so that's that's a part of the sustainability I think they like the emotional sustainability yeah. yeah no we
1: like it we like like a good like yeah, mental we sustainability
0: like as well. a 360 approach to that word because I think so many times it's just like something people slap on a
2: label to try and
0: sell something
2: yeah well it all feeds each other ultimately you know like mm-hmm. I'm I'm renting a really nice place I'm in Asbury Park New Jersey and it's bigger than anything I've had and then it makes me now question like well, um, maybe I could buy a place, mm. but you know, how do I get there without feeling like I want to die every day mm. you know, or like just working from the minute I open my eyes until I fall asleep, mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. So that if that takes an extra year because I've done it uh, in a healthy way or I've done it in a way that uh, didn't stress me out or make me hate everyone around me, then it takes an extra year. You know, yeah. Versus and, like
1: forcing things forward just to do it,
2: right?
0: Because burning out is not
2: sustainable. And I've done that. You know, I'm I'm recovering from burning out. You know, yeah. and actually, I just said to someone, you know, you know, the new variant or whatever's coming through. I'm like, I mean, I'll take another year off. Like, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, like happy you know? to be
1: locked down. Happy, sure,
2: sure, sure. Yeah, because like as artists and creative people, we didn't really have any time off. You had to figure out how you were going to sustain your creativity throughout a whole year so while i maybe had a day or two where i was like fuck it i'm just gonna hang you know i still had to come up with content and i still had to come up with a way to make money and pay people that work for me and and all of this stuff which was stressful right yeah
1: and i think the other thing too is like you're you know in the perfect world you travel a lot like there's a lot of waste in like traveling like you might go on a tour and like that's just like a gauntlet beyond gauntlet, right?
2: Well, and that's that's what I'm working on right now. Actually, is uh, how to better do touring, you know, and and uh, how to um, uh, well, I'm bringing less people. So next year, you know, I'll be on the road probably a hundred dates or something like wow.
1: that. Yeah, which is insane.
2: It is literally insane um and while i deal with people's emotions that work for me when it comes to that because i have to you know cradle people in a certain way as a leader or whatever Mm -hmm. um i also have to make the proper choices for the business and for health and for the universe you know um i definitely consider that stuff all the time Uh, i mean i'm I'm investing a hundred thousand dollars and next year you know yeah i don't know where that money's coming from i've never seen a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars but somehow i have it and it's happening um you know so i have to make smart you know decisions and things like that and and holistic decisions or whatever yeah and that
1: that's like one thing that i always see is like artists are like i don't want to like how many times has adele like adele like pushback album releases because she's like i don't want to be touring for two years
0: don't like, do you know touring. what I mean? Like, right. And it takes yeah. her forever to put out an album because she wants to have something to say.
1: Yeah. But do you know what I mean? And like, not just like churn out stuff and then you have to go, go all over the world singing that for the next two years just to like make money. Because right. obviously when you're that big, you do have to do that. But like so many artists that are like, I don't want to tour anymore at all because it just like takes so much out of me. Well, and it's I mean, so unhealthy.
0: Look at Britney. Oh. Yeah. Britney was like basically farmed out by her family yeah. to work for people. And it's insanely unsustainable, right? The only way you can get someone to work that hard is to take away their civil liberties. Yeah, like literally their human rights.
2: I mean, I deal with this all the time Um, because what ultimately suffers uh, when I'm putting myself or people are putting me through things is my performance. So then I get to this, I get to the stage and like I'm answering an email fucking 30 seconds before I go on. Um, Somebody's running up to me because they need batteries for something. And I'm like literally in some, decked out outfit, ready to go, jumping in place to get myself, uh, you know, excited. Woken up. Yeah. yeah. And excited and about to face an audience, you know, whether it's 50 people or 5,000, you know, like I got to give you that performance that sometimes I just don't have in me. Yeah. Or, and I, and I got to be like, you know, putting on this face. that like, I just don't want to put on. And, um, you know, it's really, really challenging. So, um, I have to consider that when we're booking, I have in the past, like maybe 2018 have had to cancel, a show because I couldn't do six nights in a row. Yeah, right. And, and I didn't know that then. You know, now I know that, and now we plan for that so that doesn't happen again. But you know, the the product depletes. You know, I don't have the physical energy to do it. I don't have the high notes anymore, and that's been Adele's issue. You know, how or it's going to be issue for like Olivia Rodrigo. It's going to be an issue for like anyone who's right. just been like. You know, thrusted into this business, yeah. And now I, I saw the um, D'Amelio's uh, show that they had, mm-hmm. and that's what they talked about the whole time. You know, and she said, "I cannot sustain this lifestyle, and and bear the the weight of everyone's uh, you know financial burdens." You know, right. like because I need to be on all day long to pay your bill and your bill and your bill. Right. You know, yeah. you know, that's, that's, I think about that when I wake up in the morning, you know, and wait, and is that,
1: was that, was the show good? This is the Hulu show about like their family yes. or whatever. Is it good? I haven't watched it. what did you like it? You can say, uh,
2: it was like great when you eating dinner, you okay, know, great. like to wind down at the end of the day. Yeah. You half know? watching. Yeah. Love it. And, but I will say, you know, I identified with certain parts of that uh-huh. because of, um, I mean, I'm clearly not there um, where they are, but I identified with, you know, being the product, but also being the, you know, like the, the leader at the same time, you know, yeah. like that's, that's just hard. I mean, they were, I mean, the anxieties that they face, I don't, I mean, I have hate, you know, on the internet and I got people who, who troll. Yeah. But I mean, that's all they have, you know, and yeah. that's, that's so Top. so i you know i i felt for them in a lot of ways and i thought that it was it was interesting and it's, it's also always good to learn about those types of platforms and those people and what they're going through and stuff because well, we can we only really hope we'll have that
0: it's interesting because we with this podcast we've experienced and, and i think this is you know chris knows about me that i love a segue so i think we're Go just going to segue uh, yeah, right into your tiktok let it flow let but it flow. um this is something that we've dealt with. We've seen on the internet that there is almost like a viral sense of reward for engaging in like hateful behavior. And a lot of what we do on TikTok is look at videos and trends that are popular and getting a lot of views and a lot of likes and we just call out whether or not we think what they're doing is sustainable. Sure. It's not that deep. It's Yeah, that, like it's truly, actually like truly super not that deep. deep. Yeah. yeah. And I find that when the videos are negative in in their general connotation that they d- they perform so much better. And yeah. so we sort of grapple with, you know, do we want to feed that beast to raise awareness or are we part of something that we don't believe in or, you know, can can you even control it, right? You know? Yeah. So yeah, like
1: the chips are stacked against you to like want to be mean about like to be like meanness is rewarded, which is hilarious.
0: And for us, you know, we we have so many videos where we're like, oh, this is super sustainable, we love this, and like they get no views, and then something where Chris is like, get a life, this is so stupid, is like millions. People people are
1: losing their minds, like telling me to kill myself. So like literally, and you
0: know, we're we're in a place where it doesn't affect us mentally. Could care less. Yeah, but. I see how, especially for someone younger, someone new, someone who's working by themselves, there are a lot of pitfalls, yeah, to engaging in, in the repartee, and also
1: someone maybe possibly someone that doesn't put out s- things to be publicly judged as a profession. Like sure. we both do that, right? You know, what I mean, you do that as well. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm like an accountant, and I like do this on the side," and right. they could be it could be really mean,
2: right? Yeah. Well, you know, social media is exhausting. It and sure is. It's- It's given um, it's given the plebs a platform to speak when no one really cared to listen. Yeah. So these people feel like really, you know, the word uh, inspire is not the right word, but they feel like this is their way of giving or or competing in a field with these creative people who actually have something to offer, you know, so like, let me hit you with some fire. And sometimes it's funny, you know, but you're not really thinking about how that affects anyone because. You know, a lot of people don't think about how their words affect people, you know? And sure. when you're when you deal with words as a business, as as we do, or mm-hmm. we do as a creative, you know, you know words are you have to think before you do shit. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I often think when we're about to post a video, like, Am I really gonna post this? Like, what if this hurts yes. someone's feeling, a content creator's feelings? And so I'm always trying to make sure. That what I'm saying is something I stand behind, and yeah. even if it's a little harsh, like it's it is my my true view because I don't want our videos to be seen as just merely trolling for likes. But uh, we actually just posted a video that is a duet with one of your videos. Yeah, speaking
1: of TikTok,
0: and I was like, am I about to get into this right now? Am I am I going to tag? Is drama happening? Carrie Overwood so in a post. And I did, and and I thought about it a lot, and I think it relates to the design industry. You know, we see that knockoffs are rampant, people stealing trends and filtering them f- from the runway to fast fashion. You know, we, we know all about how that works, and I was really flabbergasted when I saw what I saw. So if you want to talk us through your experience a little or tell us about what, you know, for anyone who doesn't already know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, let's just start, start at the beginning.
1: Yeah, let's start at the top. So basically you have a song called Fat Jeans. Which is phenomenal. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Thank you. It's a great <laughs> yeah, song. It's really fun.
2: It is. I've been calling Fat Jeans my, um you know, quarantine response, my pandemic response. Yes, right,
0: yes. Because
2: it it really right? is based in truth. You know, like I, uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I was 375 pounds at one point in my life. Wow. And, you know, I have like a drawer in my, you know, closet that is my fat clothes, you know, and then I've got my feeling good clothes, you know, and I, as I was like thinking about this song, which ultimately came from me being asked to do a gig for like the first gig during the, during the Panini, and I, I couldn't like fit, (laughs) I couldn't fit in the outfits that I wore in the show. And like, I didn't think that. You know, anything had changed. Really, yeah. you know, I, I hadn't really been wearing You're just a little more, more
1: snug. You know,
2: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, I just thought it was funny, and I, I, did like a poll on Instagram and just asked people, like, do you have this kind of thing? Like, do you have, a, you know, did, is you it just me or do jeans? people have yeah. like separate clothes? And people were firing off, they're like, I have four sets of clothes. I got this. I got that. So I was like, okay, I, it's a thing. And I wrote this song in like a day and uh and it's
0: so funny can you like give us a couple lines you know uh, of like the lyric. yeah sure
2: uh well it's it's definitely like talking about me sitting on the couch and being comfortable with that which like a lot of people were in during the pandemic at some point you decide, well actually i like being home and i like the comforts of all this mm-hmm. so it, when when being asked to sort of go out and do something you know, maybe I just will decide to sit here and get high and eat. You know, I talk about smoking weed, which I've never talked about before. And then there is a verse in the song um, where I do talk about my weight loss history, which is which I've line. never, yeah, I've never sung about it. So you know, I say I was four hundred now I'm flirty. You know, and I play with it, which I feel like because this was something where I was really concerned before we released this, and this verse was almost cut out. I was concerned that people would think I was fat shaming which, like, I was actually singing about, you know, chunky pride and like just feeling good, feeling thick. But yeah. like, you know, if I didn't talk about, this is my constant struggle every day, and it was just intensified during the pandemic, but fuck it, I'm just gonna let these rolls hang. Then, you know, maybe people would have seen it as something else or something. So I I enjoyed singing about it and I had fun with it. And then I really took my time to pick the right words and be slick with the delivery in it. Uh, so no one took it negatively and no one did, thankfully, but, um i also put a lot of uh money and time into an animated video
0: which is also phenomenal it's a great the whole thing is it's very catchy and i think whether it's relatable on like a oh i've gone through this exact experience or my pandemic was kind of like that or there's something in my life where i like i just relate like i related personally to a lot of the lyrics and that's awesome i I, and just visually it's very
2: funny Thank you. Yeah. The animator, uh, his name is Tyler March, who I worked with on that. Um, I played his wedding. You know, he's like just been a big fan. And we always were like trying to find a way to work together. And when I recorded that song, even the demo, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna send this to you because I think this is the the video, right? Yeah right immediately we were like okay we yeah. know what we're doing with this and okay. it's basically so, you as a
1: cartoon and then there's like your fat jeans and that's they're like personified like they have like personification so they're like, a yeah, they're like so the yeah i dance with the
2: fat jeans yeah i dance with the pillow that i'm sleeping with i dance with a chicken wing that i'm eating you yeah. know like it's it's like, it's like a fun. lot of fun and, yeah it
0: is really fun
2: and very colorful and silly and uh this you know it's actually I
0: went, just a commercial for your animated for your, yeah, video
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so go check it out um
1: so, silly, I, silly I is like the perfect word. Like yeah, silly, silly is like, it's so silly. Yeah. Like it's oh in, in the best way.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think that's, you know, I'm doing that a lot with this album in particular, which is uh being a lot tongue in cheek and giving that sort of humor. I've always done this, but give that humor, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of sexy. and it's also kind of smart. And it's like, Oh, okay. We have something going on here. It's not just silly to be silly. It's like, yeah. you know, I felt it would be universal and, and that the video would reach a lot of people. And, you know, it, I released it in June as the first single from the album and like it did OK. You know, it just did, it did all right, though. Anybody who's heard it likes it and, and whatever, yeah. and as, as we dance with the algorithms and things like that, you <laughs> know, like it's it's it, it just did OK. So, you know, really fast forward to a, about a, a month ago at this point or, or a couple weeks ago. Um, just right before Thanksgiving, I woke up on like a Saturday morning to a message from a fan that just said, "I guess Carrie Underwood feels the same," and it was a link to her video for a song called "Stretchy Pants." And right away, I was like, "Oh no!" You know, it's, it's a universal concept. She wrote a song. Oh man, that's cool. Good for her. Yeah. You know. And yeah. That was my initial response, and made my coffee, sat down, and watched the video. I was like. This looks exactly like my video yeah you know this is an animated video with you know personified things and uh you know d- dancing in the chorus almost exactly like my chorus had dancing in it yep. the color schemes are the same um the animation is similar and put put back to back they almost look like it could be done by the same animator
0: i i mean I am, like I said, I work in this industry where there's like tons of knockoffs. That culture is rampant. There's it's hard to copyright stuff. I was shook down to the floor. I was like, "This sleazy American Idol stole your video."
2: I know. Well, you know, I felt the same way, and I'm in I'm in t- in tune with a lot of that stuff going on too. And I've heard about it through friends um, in in their creative fields and and other musicians where this has potentially happened. And of course you hear about it on a big scale. Like if you think about, you know, Robin Thicke with Blurred Lines had an issue with a Marvin Gaye song. But you know, when I heard uh, Blurred Lines, I said, oh, this sounds like Gotta Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. I'm assuming it's sampled and it wasn't. But then you go to like the Paramore stuff with Olivia Rodrigo or like the Taylor Swift stuff and like, you know, it becomes a little bit more blurred, you know, and you're like, well, I don't know what's happening here. Or it, like, it sounds
1: similar, and you're just like, but like the actual, the like,
2: right. I don't there's, know. You I know mean, what I mean? There like are
0: there's like, often competing projects. Yeah. Like, Beyonce put out a whole album called Lemonade, and Lemonade is like a song by another artist who's like an indie artist, and like right. it's gonna hurt their algorithm for the rest of their career. But it doesn't, you know. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, Th- yeah. this feels this was like yeah, like this feels best. like it's no, you it know what feels, this feels like theft.
1: Like? I feel like you said this to me originally, Daniel. But like this seems like a case for Diet Prada to get like a hundred percent grubby little hands on. Like it, I think we need is, to like yeah. send this to them.
0: This it feels really offensive. If you know what this actually feels like it feels like when um beyonce got called out for stealing the countdown music video from an, an independent artist and then like shot for shot it was the same as someone else's Wait, video are you serious oh yeah you gotta look this up girl oh i didn't know that oh yeah, yeah yeah but like it's you know, she's she, in
1: like the because that's a video where it's like She's in the same outfit, but it's all different colors, and it's, like, basically—it's, like, somewhat stop-motion-esque, There's, it's like, a
0: part at the end where she's, like, in a warehouse and dancing and, like, running her fingers through her hair, and, and there's a video on YouTube of it, like, frame next by to frame, frame next else. to someone else's video, and they recreated this other person's video with a Beyoncé song. Uh-huh. What's so bad about yours is that they recreated the song and the, the
2: video—, video. Yeah, so th- this is this is where it becomes interesting. I mean, I've, I sat, especially that first day, I'm like made 70 hypothesis versions of like yeah. how this could have possibly went from me to that, you know? And we looked at like the animation team and Googled or, or Instagram searched Yeah, like everyone's. really got in there. Yeah. Yeah, and Tyler who did the video was like, I have no connection to any of these people. And the producers I worked with and co-wrote the song with, we have no connection, except for that one of the writers lives in Nashville and that could be a connection, but like who could say, right? Um, the, so- I mean, I have talked to five lawyers, you know? <laughs> like I've, sure. I've been through it. Yeah. And and ultimately, you know, we all kind of agree on the same thing. The song, let me say this differently. The video is really what makes you question the entire project. The song, if when you put the two back to back, Yes, her, her chorus is, you know, I, I, I got my stretchy pants on and I say I put my fat jeans on. It kind of drops the same. Mm-hmm. She's sounding R&B, which, like, she typically doesn't. Mm-hmm. She sounds
1: horrible in the song also, P.S. Which not to be rude. And, like, she literally has so much money, so who cares? And, like, actually, I think she has a really good voice. But, like, in the song, she sounds like garbage. You
2: well, think you know, a, a lot she of the comments would, you know. are saying that. A lot of people even her fans are saying why is she why standing? did you make this song? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is it is questionable there, but they they've done enough work that the two aren't exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah, of like course I, they do. Of course they did. Well, yes. And I and so I don't really have legs to stand on there when it comes to that. Like if I was to go into litigation or something like that when it came to the song, I'm not winning. Yeah.
0: Let let me just tell you as a creative, I feel it is actually to your benefit that she's done this because I think that you have um, uh, sort of a more of a moral leg to stand on than a legal one. And who needs to get into a courtroom and drag someone through the mud for a lousy buck. But I think the idea of someone stealing your creative work product and then Selling it to their fan base, which is significantly larger, sort of makes a a very interesting case for why people should discover
2: and appreciate your original work. It, I totally agree. I, like I'm not in it for money or anything like that, but I think it's oh, this is this is where it becomes hard for me because I could go in a million different directions, and I am someone who has gotten myself in trouble because I fight for other people or, or other issues where like everybody else is afraid to fight, but I'm like, fuck that bitch, I'm going in. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sitting there by myself, Yeah, you know? So I, I need to make a conscious choice of how to, to work on this. And I need to do that while I'm doing like a million other fucking things. Yeah, And and that's, that's where they're able to win. And that's why no one there has contacted me, even though their comment sections are blowing up. I wrote "Jesus Take the Steel" on all of her. Uh, oh my god! You know, all the socials and like "Jesus and Take the, the, the
0: Steel." Amazing. <laughs> I mean, all we can hope is that you know, at the root of it, the actual person Carrie Underwood didn't know. You know, yeah, we're, we're actually, hoping
1: that someone else... Well, and she absolutely does not write her own music.
0: Sorry to be rude to Carrie Underwood. But so like, well, we're hoping is... someone else stole it <laughs> and we can figure out who. And we're hoping that maybe she can be part of rectifying that for you because she does have a voice in a platform.
2: That's the hope, you know, and, and that would be the right thing to do, even if uh, it just happened in some weird way. Maybe an intern suggested something that said, Oh, nobody's seeing this guy. Remember Jones, he's only got, you know, thousands of followers, we've got millions. So let me put in this idea that seems like it's mine. And then it snowballs into something, you know, whatever that I, I believe that is possible to happen. And she has no idea. And she's just approving it. That's fine. Yeah. But in response to some of this, she made a response. I don't know, she, you know, the team, but Carrie Underwood as a post or whatever um, made a response to this in a, in a follow up post that said, I hope you all enjoy this song that I wrote a couple of years ago with my friends. Oh God. And, and that fired more people off, you know, and then it got me thousands more views and followers because obviously they're responding and acknowledging that it's happening. And I, I think that, you know, uh, it's it's just, like, not a good feeling at that point, you know? No one's going to contact me because they're going to believe it's going to blow over. He doesn't—he can't sustain this, yeah. you know? Well, he, and, like, he, even he,
1: if you try to sue them, like, they're just—I mean, she has all the money in the world. She can just drag you through. Sadly, the the uh, justice system in this country it allows for her to just bleed you of all of your money while you re-
2: Three of the lawyers I've spoken to already have ties to Universal Music Group, so they can't work with me. And that's another way these artists are yeah. able to get away with that. Yeah. Even though they agree that, you know, you do have some legs to stand on here, but ultimately, you know, they all think this is possibly one of the best things that's ever happened to you yeah. if you play the cards right. Yeah. So right. I, I, I just, another problem with this is she, this is the third time she's being accused of, of plagiarism. No. Yes, oh, yes. Oh goodness. One was kind of notorious. It was a, a Sunday Night Football theme a few years ago, which I don't even know there was a Sunday Night Football, uh, but she kind of... Yes, kinda... do.
1: Are you I ready mean, for I... some football? You don't know that song? You don't know the Sunday Night Football song?
2: No. Sure. I
1: have no clue. Guys, what? Do you know this? No. Oh, Christ. Okay.
2: I, I anyway. No I just thought it was... I, I remember, like, Monday Night Football... Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, I'm not in for football games. Oh, maybe I'm like, thinking of
1: Monday Night Football. Maybe I'm thinking of Monday Night Football song. Yeah, like, are you ready for some football? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking
0: like, of. Oh, there's a different one? Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, okay, I take back all like, the rudeness I just I'm, gave you. I'm, like, genuinely games. so confused. I don't even know. What okay, back
1: in the now. day, very quickly, back in the day, I think it was Hank Williams Jr. when we were younger, saying Monday Night Football was, like, a big deal and I think still is question mark. I don't watch sports, but like when we were younger, like Monday Night Football was, it was like on like CBS, ABC, like all those channels. And so I, I think it was, was on day. CBS. <laughs> sure. Like Hank Williams Jr. sang like a song, like literally like, are you ready for some football? It's a Monday night party. Like there's, a, he wrote a song for Monday Night Football. And then other people had then like, re, I think Faith Hill did it at one point, And they like rewrote songs that were like, and it became like a huge thing. Got it. Doesn't Jenna yeah, Maroney the, spoof that? Jenna on the, Maroney yes. spoofs it as, like, Tennis Night. That's Tennis yes. Night yes. in America. Yes, that is, like,
0: what that's making fun of, yes. <laughs> okay, I was well, gonna say that first, and then I was like, guess, let me not.
2: I, like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I've but seen you know, every yes.
0: episode of 30 Rock multiple
2: times. Yes. Well, she, she uh, I guess, released well. a song called Game On. It was a Sunday Night Football theme, and that became, like... She, she got sued for that, that somebody had a song called Game On, that was another country, independent country artist, and they sound similar but different, and, and you know, they settled it out of court, whatever that means. Yeah, and so, they paid
1: off the person, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, I tried to reach out to that artist and the attorney that represented. I mean, I yeah, have a feeling... They're here, not
1: allowed to talk to you at all. Yeah, of course exactly. they're not, because they're, yeah. like, fucking NDA to the hilt.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Their yeah. silence so, has been bought. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, I, I, I it's tough. It feels... Helpless, I, I went through it for a couple days, you know, like yeah. it really affected my mental health because like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it makes any sense for me to like excite my fan base to fight this, you know? I don't know what move to make. I just kind of want people to figure it out for themselves and see it for themselves. Yeah. But that still takes a lot of work on my end to like get it seen to people. So I'm posting on TikTok and Instagram and and some of it hits off, you know, and some of it just doesn't. And people share it or people don't take it seriously until they see something that they are like, oh, okay, wow, that actually is, you know, similar or whatever, you know.
0: Aggressively similar is the phrase I would use. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
2: you know, the, the, the videos, I love that. I mean, the videos, you know, for sure. And then, you know, it just makes you question the whole thing. So I'm I'm still actively trying to figure out what to do with it. I, I don't think I should just let it die. But, you know, uh, I have other stuff can to do you like,
1: Can you, like, write her into one of your songs or something? I don't know. <laughs> is there a reference that you can make in a song about it? That would be funny.
0: Yeah, or Probably. just, like, you know, I think, I mean, I think the general direction that you're going in is, like, how to turn this, negative into a experience positive. into something that feeds your creativity and fuels your fire. And that's something that I can relate to. My silence has been bought on things in the past and my creative property has been stolen and copied. And, you know, I think I can just, I can just really relate to you on so many levels. Um, other than I have like zero musical talent, <laughs> um, but I, I, Think that this is something that a lot of artists deal with, and it's something that also a lot of less talented artists consider doing. And I think that hearing how it's affecting you is just really important. And I appreciate you being so vulnerable and honest about that because I think that sometimes the crime seems victimless. Like, oh, let me take this person who's less successful than I am and take something that's not really going to hurt them because whatever, and just I'll put it out as my own. And people don't really realize that, you know, you're trying to sustain yourself in a career. And, you know, having something stolen from you, even though it can get you likes and follows and incite your fans and do all of that kind of stuff, it takes a toll on you as a creative, as a human being. And it puts you in a place where you have to then, you know, question, why am I putting this stuff out in the world? How do I protect myself? All of those kinds of things. And it's, um, it's hard enough to make good creative work and put it out there without having to deal with that ugly underbelly of industrial... Sort of girl-on-girl action, which I hate.
2: Think... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking on- about. Yes, but like insane. Well, also, I, I appreciate you saying that. I yeah, mean, I lost like, I lost some days. You know, yeah. I definitely like did not know what to do or how to feel or whatever, and it made me question my worth. You know, it made me question my sustainability. You know, um, not and, not like, question my.
1: Well, and, like, why do all this if someone else is just going to come in and, like, steal it? And then, like, they get make, like, their version of it is much more successful because they're an A-list
0: celebrity. Right, Is Carrie right? Underwood like, an A-list yeah. celebrity? I think, like, an A-list I guess
1: maybe celebrity? Not. I mean, she's a household name. Okay, I'll give you that.
2: Yeah, I'm saying A-minus. I would say she's, like, I mean, she can go
1: fuck herself. A-list? She can go fuck herself is what she can do, one, period. do you period. think is
0: really A-list? But can she's... you name an A-list celebrity right now? Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah. Go. Angelina Jolie. Right. Would Jennifer you put Carrie Anderson? Underwood no, at a party
0: with any of but them? Is she,
1: does she seem B-less? I guess, what do I even know?
0: I don't know. And honestly, this is like, no, I'm not trying to like shame Carrie Underwood. I And like I, I said, am. I hope that she doesn't even realize am. what she's done. But I think the point is that like on the sliding scale of what is acceptable, when you have a platform of that size, you have to be a role model. And, and this behavior is repugnant. Period. Yeah, word. Yeah, <laughs> word.
2: yeah I'm, okay. I'm with that. It's it, I, and like I think you said the right thing. Hopefully, she has even no idea, you know. Oh, and a lot of her fans are saying that to me. Don't blame Carrie. Blame the production company. Blah, blah blah. I'm like, listen. At the end of the day, Carrie Underwood released all of this. You know, if if some intern I have working for me did some crazy shit, they're gonna look at me. You know, they're gonna look at remember Jones. Like that's who I am. So you know, I don't. I, I mean, people are. Whatever, and 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 like inadvertently,
1: when you're blaming her, you're also blaming her team. Like you don't like we don't know who her team is. Like what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) Harry Underwood Inc. Yeah, yeah.
2: The the plebes don't get that, you know. So it's it's you know I stop myself from arguing or whatever. Yes, yeah, and then allow you know fans and friends to chime in, and and all I had to say was you know one thing, or post my video to her comments and be like, wow, kind of looks like this. That's all you got to say because anybody with the wherewithal, I had fan you know arguing with someone else there, being like respectfully, are you blind? Like, just like, um, honestly, do you have a, an impairment? Because like, if you see these two back to back, you? Uh, that's it? Yeah. Right? Like, you know, yeah. right. So, uh, crazy. you know, that's where that is. And 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 I'm, I'm hoping there is some evolution there. And she's trying to raise money for a charity with the single that was another red flag, they released the song, then pulled it then released it a couple of days later with a charity fund thing associated with it. Stop. So, Does, she know, have have like, no okay, Does she Lama? have no shame?
1: Okay, Does she has no shame?
2: Yeah. A portion of proceeds, whatever that means. Yeah,
1: that could be, uh, yeah, two cents.
2: Yeah, and of course it makes my uh, situation a little Yeah, it
1: makes you look like an asshole. Yeah, what a fucking dumb idiot. Oh my so God. So I'm down
2: if you want to try to raise money for funds, girl. Like, let's do it. You know, yeah. let's- You could let's do let's at your wait. songs together. I mean, the name of the album is Ha Ha Bitch. And <laughs> like, it's like- Yeah, so, Ha so, Ha Bitch Carrie- yeah. yeah, well, you know, I mean, it is good timing for things like that to go down. Um, I'm an idiot. It, okay, keep going. It sort of flips, like uh, you know, artistically flips what people perceived as me, you know, of me as an artist. And um, that's great. And that's, yeah, that's why the title is what it is. That's why it's going to look like it does. What it's going to sound like it does. And and so, um, I, I, I did. I wrote a song actually with my my husband, um, and who is
1: like a music. He's a composer.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. a composer and and kind of like a genderqueer model and stuff. He's actually slaying on TikTok and mm-hmm. slaying on the socials. And uh, we never wrote a song together, but we did during the during the pandemic. And uh, it's it's, you know, uh, it's about my relationships with straight men and things like that. So it was it was a really k- kind of cool uh, you know, moment for us to. But it was an opportunity for me to actually tell, you know, uh, lyrically and 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 as in song, uh, uh, me coming out. I thought I'd say I'm gay, you I know, th- through a story that happened in real life, which is fun.
1: Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Advice, advice questions from our listeners. Okay, so we just cool. have people write into us and we answer their questions, and like we obviously have no idea what we're fucking talking about, but that's the point, right?
2: Love, love, love. Okay,
1: so first question. <clears throat> I recently got engaged, and I feel like people are coming out of the woodwork to congratulate me, which is nice. A group of my friends from college who I'm not particularly close to anymore have been so happy for me, and and one of them even sent me a wedding gift already. I'm planning on having a small, non-traditional wedding this summer of about 75 people. I'm struggling to decide if I should invite this group of friends or not. If I invite one of them, I think I need to invite all of them. So that would... So that would add at least eight people to my guest list. I have been invited and gone to a few of their weddings. So it's not like we haven't spoken or seen each other in the past few years, but I'm nervous that this group is going to take up a lot of my time during my wedding. And I want to have a smaller wedding so that I can not be overwhelmed and I can really spend quality time with my friends and family. What should I do? I'm torn. Half of me wants them to be there, but, but my gut is making
2: me second guess myself. Ooh. Well, I thought the, the interesting part of that was she, this is a, a female,
1: right? Um, unclear. We can say she.
2: Okay, so they uh, were uh, attending the other weddings. And that's, I feel like, probably what puts them in a really tough position. Yeah.
0: Well, you're both married. I, I feel like you both did very small weddings, I though, dealt with something so. very similar to this with my wedding. I had about 75 people at my wedding, and I didn't invite um, part of... Uh, group of friends from high school it wasn't college because i have no friends from college but i didn't invite some girlfriends who have invited me to their weddings and who i have participated in in their weddings and for me it what what it, it really came down to was the combination of venue and timing We had our wedding on a holiday Monday, so it would have been people taking their holiday weekend to come from out of town into the city. And our venue really couldn't accommodate the extra eight people. So I knew we opened up our wedding to sort of an extended friends and family for drinks and dancing after the ceremony and dinner. And we cleared the tables out of the venue and had like a little after party. And I felt really good about having some of my local friends join us for that because we didn't have the space for dinner, but I wanted them to know that they were loved and invited. But I felt like it would really be a burden to invite people from out of town to join for that. And so I just made the decision not to invite some of my extended friend group because... I didn't want them to put themselves out and get me a gift just to come to like the end of my party yeah. and have to go to work the next day. yeah. So since then, I don't think it's negatively affected my friendships. And I think that all of them understand and anyone who doesn't, then, you know, that's where we were on our friendship. I didn't invite you to one thing and you don't want to talk to me the end. So I think, you know, feeling like my gut is telling me to do this. Just listen to your gut.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a really good, you know, compromise with yourself. You know, like, just communicate. You know, like, just say to them, here's the conundrum I'm in. You know, uh, maybe we can do something special. You know, maybe we could plan another date for our crew and make it a thing. And, uh, but, you know, I'm dealing with things at this venue or, or things with, you know, within my family that, you know, I, I can't, I can't stretch anymore. And okay. I think that's, that's super fair. I mean, I would appreciate that, especially yeah. if you're feeling like in your head or in your gut that like, Oh, these people are going to feel a certain way. So I, I want to, I love them and I want to make sure they're taken care of, but I can't have them here like that. I mean, it happens all the time. I think that's fair.
0: Well, I think it's, I think
1: it's pretty simple. I'll yeah. <laughs> say, Oh, I think it's not as simple. Is that oh. Cause there's a part of me that wants to say, cause the person says I'm torn and half of me wants, half of me wants them to be there. And I think like, there is a thing like, I definitely have like regrets of like certain friends weddings that I couldn't go to. And I could have like pushed back more on like work things or things like that. And like, like there are a few weddings I missed that I was like, I should have been able to, like, I really wish I would have went.
0: You know what I mean? Or like, don't know what you mean. I feel that way about one in particular. Yeah, me too. Me. And like, and I
1: really like think that I sh- like should have tried harder to make it work. And I think that like, there's that similar same kind of regret of like, what happens on my wedding day? If I look around and I'm like, Oh, I really wish they were here and I didn't invite them on purpose. You know what I mean? So like half of me wants to say, invite them and just have them. And like, who cares? And just I'll put them at the same table and like, just let them be there and, like, whatever, and then just, like, pay the time that you have with them, but then also be, like, I have my other guests I have to get to. Like, there's part of me that's, like, just invite them. Well, the thing. Like, if you have one, them to be there. The, okay, so, quickly. From 75 people to add eight more is almost 100, and that, to me, is, like, that's kind of hard. Because it goes from being, like, a, under 100 to, like, basically 100 and that's weird, and, like, maybe you can't afford that, or maybe you can't, I don't know, or maybe the venue size is then much different. But the one thing I will say in the negative column is that, like, if one of your, like, your friend already sending you a wedding gift when you haven't even, like, for no reason is absolutely, like, emotional terrorism. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that, like, that's, like, you better invite me to your wedding, and I don't like that, and so I almost want to, like, say no because of that. Yeah, I Because that. that's very strange to send someone, like, a wedding, like, a gift. I guess maybe a chef, like, I don't know. It's weird to me that like, oh, you got engaged. I'm going to send you a gift. Is that, did you get a gift when you got engaged? Did you get a gift when you got engaged?
0: Uh, Only from people I was very close to. No no one like, oh my God, you got engaged. Let me like send you something from Tiffany's in the mail from like DC. Like, no.
1: Okay. No, no, no. Because that to me makes me be like, you're. these people are thirsty as fuck. Like, don't invite them.
0: I, yeah. I, the other thing is just that. Your wedding and wedding day will go by in a breeze. Yeah. So anyone who you want there, you should have there. And anyone who it doesn't, like, give you a lump in your throat not to have there, you shouldn't have there.
2: That was another question. Maybe I missed something. Is there a reason why this group of people would, like, take up so much of her time? Just because they haven't seen each other or, like? Um,
1: It doesn't really say, but what I can, like, assume is that, like maybe like they're probably like college friends so they're probably like rowdy and then they all get together they're drinking a lot and like
0: and if you don't see don't them know. all the time then you have to like pay special attention because they're well,
2: I, I would think if you're used to going to weddings i mean i always feel like when i approach the bride or groom or whatever i'm like i, I realize this is your day and you got to see everybody here yeah. so the time is limited and yeah. i'm gonna get it on the dance floor and we'll you know get a pick, and we'll be great like yeah i don't i, I I don't know, but maybe she's feeling like this particular group is overwhelming and they are going to change the entire energy of the event. And like, that's a real concern. And that they, is they a concern. To, they hit, hit up the Applebee's the next day or something. You know, like, go make something happen.
0: I liked your suggestion of doing something special. Like, you know, say, for example, yeah. you know, especially if they don't know your fiance and like your fiance is going to be meeting them at your wedding, then I would say you know hey i'd love you to meet my fiance or my like after we get married i'd love you to meet my partner and could we do something with all of our partners that would be really special i'm having a small wedding so like it's not going to be before then (laughs)
2: love you bye yeah that's fair and that opens up just the uh Options. You know, maybe if they're all closer to each other, you know, this couple can go down there or, or you know, or something like that. And yeah. then you make a weekend out of it. You have actually more fun than you probably would have had exactly. at a wedding, which is like overwhelming to begin with. I exactly. had ten people at my wedding, so I don't even know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> i just want i think like the one the thing i want this person to take away from this is like make sure that when you make your decision you like really want that's the decision you really like don't just do it because like you think that's what's going to be best because totally. like, like i would hate for them to then like regret it
0: i also think you could send out your save the dates and anyone who tells you they can't go like if you get true four or five people then you got some space girl that's true, true. You got like have them be
1: on the second tier of invites. Didn't even think about that.
0: Did, I don't know who B list who. I don't know what you're talking about. Carrie Underwood. What? Yeah, is she going? She's on the B list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're such a hater. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think that's a really good. I think that regardless is a really good plan. Shall it's we like, move on for, to our next do the beginning question. and then they're the B list? Okay. Um, second question, Anthony, I, this is kind of a little bit geared towards you because I want to use this to talk about, um, your weight loss. So this person writes, um, I want to start making healthier choices with the way that I eat and how much I exercise. I don't want to do a crash diet and I don't want to give up quote unquote any foods or spend, spend loads of money on a trainer. I feel like a lot of people focus on transforming your whole life and I just want to start that first step. What should I do? so before we answer do you want to talk a little bit about you were you said you were 375 pounds and you yeah. lost uh, 375 a lot was my weight.
2: biggest it's, yeah it's been so I was 375 it's been like 12 years or something like that um and so I grew up just like being a big kid and funny fat as I would call it back in the day um and I was you know I didn't really deal with too much like negativity when it came to it Um, but, you know, I was really unhealthy and, and, uh, didn't really make good choices all around, though. I had a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) you know, I just, you know, ultimately made a change for, to feel better and, and perform better and things like that. So, um, it's the hardest part about, for me, the weight loss in anyone, you know, transforming your life in any way is you really have to have your head in it first and, um, you know, there are people who get like gastric bypass or something like that, where all of a sudden they've lost a hundred pounds overnight and their whole life has changed and they, they can't sustain. Yeah. It's not
1: very unsustainable.
2: Yeah. And they put on twice the weight or they are sick for most of the time because they didn't really invest in the mentality of what that means to change your physical appearance and what it means to, to alter the way you, you know, intake uh, food and, and drinks and things like that. I mean, you know, as much as, as much as somebody wants to say, I don't want to change my whole life. And y- you kind of have to, you know, yeah. and, and, and you kind of have to get into the understanding that uh, this is great change, you know, and this is going to ultimately give you what you want. And that change is going to evolve and it'll change again. And, and you can continue to adapt with it. So you have to, I think at first commit to saying, okay, I am changing my life first, but I want to take the slow steps to do that. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I said, I want to change my life. And then I lost 200 pounds in a year. And, um, I dealt with a lot for the years that came after that. Like, uh, you know, uh, eating disorders, I guess, ultimately. And, yeah. and, and just how to navigate the way to do that for the rest of my life. You know, I don't really deal with that anymore, but. Um, you know, I would I would eat super clean and be really strict for six days, and then like binge for a seventh day. Yeah, which then, isn't good. Yeah, and, and yeah. it would affect everything, and, and it would be really, really fucked up. So uh, I'm at a good place with it now, but I think uh, I wish I had you know somebody there, almost like uh, uh, what do they call that when when you're in an addiction program,
0: like a sponsor?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think like that is that's, that's really helpful when it comes to weight loss and you committing to saying, well, I I need to make better choices for the rest of my life. You know, it's really good to have somebody that like gets it, who isn't like, you know, um, some, some, sh- some like shredded right. like
1: video like some shredded trainer that's like dude like this little workout and you'll look just like me i fucking hate that shit so much cuz it's so like not real and it's so stupid
0: well i think that getting into this is very similar to a topic that we talk about a lot on the podcast which is how to be more sustainable in your everyday life and the first thing we always say is like don't try and change everything all at once you really yeah. have to master one habit at a time so you know I am someone who this is a different journey and experience for me personally. But in the last year, I've started exercising in a much more serious way than I've ever been able to ever in my life. And I was always the person who would exercise a little. I would do three days. I would do five days. I would be really serious for a month. And then I would just fall off. And I was never able to achieve my physical goals the way I wanted to and my strength goals and being really slim. I was always really weak. And so then running a business and trying to do pop-ups and things, it's always like, who wants to be the guy who's like, I'm an entrepreneur, but also, can you help me? So, you know, that was, that was really hard for for me personally. And the first thing that really ever got me to change how I was doing things was to actually work with a trainer. And you know, this person I I see them saying, I don't want to spend tons of money doing that. And you don't have to, you know, it's it's all about just that like mutual accountability. So I wanted someone who was gonna show up and say, it's time for you to do the thing you said you wanted to do. But it can be as simple as going on a Zoom class or going on a long walk with a friend or you know, like, just changing that one habit where instead of being like, I'm going to start eating better, I'm going to work out like crazy, I'm going to do all of these things. Yeah, like at I'm once, never going to eat bread I'm gonna ever do yoga, again. I'm never yeah. going to have bread. Right? Like, no, like, I'm going to go on two walks a week. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. like, start there. And once you're regularly going on two walks a week, then maybe it's like, you know what, I'm going to make, I'm going to start eating more whole foods. And, like, then... Once that's normal, then you do one more thing because trying to crash and do it all at once is like, how are you going to then also live your normal life? And if you then, you know, like go off one day and it's like, okay, well today I'm, I'm going to actually eat sugar. Then it's like, well, where are the lines and where are the rules? Like you need to be able to like live your normal life and make these like small adjustments one thing at a time. Yeah.
1: Because well, and some of these like, crash diets are all like keto and all that stuff is like the point of it is to like achieve like a like your intermittent fasting so you're not eat- it's like the point is to achieve these like bodily forms that sure. like make you lose weight quote unquote like whatever ketosis and yeah and I'm like that's like not conducive to like a normal person's life no like at all
2: right yeah I I've, I've gotten to the point where I, now I can adjust what I do and how I do it around how much energy I put out or what physicality I'm doing or the mentality, you know, like my brain has to be on all the time. Yeah. So, you know, that's another thing too. I'm I'm really in tune with how all of this stuff affects me, but it took a little while to get there. And I think, you know, as you were saying all that stuff, it's really important. When I was losing weight, I wasn't like, I'm going to get down to 160 pounds. You know, it was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do better. uh, Yeah. And then at some point I was like, I mean, I can fuck with this. I'll keep going. Right, you yeah, know? yeah. And, and you know, then I got a little carried away, but that's me. I think it's really good to say, you know, to yourself, I'm going to take some walks. And then once you start to see the change right. and see that, well, that actually wasn't that bad. You know, like- Yeah, it's motivating. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think that, it, you know, should be the way you do that with any sort of change and, and the, any sort of ease in, you know. There's like memes going around now about like, people go, traveling to different cities and like two days in being like, I could live here, you know? And like, I've done that, you know, I, yeah. I've lived in Chicago for years. And, and when I moved there after just visiting, like twice, you know, I moved there and I was like, Oh fuck, you know, like I'm here. And, right. and it was, it was hard for a while, really, really hard. And I miss a lot of it. And I love who I became because of that experience. But you know, could I have thought it out a little bit more, saved a little bit more money, made some more friends? Also, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely, and it would have made that a lot better. But you know, in in, in the weight loss, or like, you, you need to really identify exactly what you want out of it, and how much you're willing to sacrifice and change and things right. like that. And you know, you don't. It doesn't have to be a crash thing. It doesn't have to cut everything out. You just have to make different decisions and choices. And then once you see that effect and what that does for you you start to change those and you just keep, it's, it's gotta just evolve. Always. I always change what I'm doing. I mean, I am, you know, I am keto. I do intermittent fasting. You know, I do that stuff because I've learned what makes me feel good. Yeah. And know. what works for your body. Right. And that's another thing in weight loss, you know, you got you gotta do it for you, you know, and, and it's good to work with somebody who isn't saying use my routine or do this have that conversation see how can we make this work and a good trainer does that a good mm-hmm. a good coach you know because it is coaching yeah
1: yeah i wonder if there's like a trainer quote unquote that is someone that's like i don't know i think i think if you go on the internet you can find someone that's like not insane well there are a lot of i actually follow a lot of like fitnessy people that aren't like Completely insane, like could be an could be Wolverine, like tomorrow. Like, there's a lot of people that are like either physical therapists or or like other. There's I follow some guy that does like he I think he does like like the silks, like you know the people Mm -hmm. like perform on the silks and like pull the poles that like spin around. And I think he does like he does a thing that's like like teaching you how to do a split. And Mm -hmm. like he has a great body, but he's not like a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? So it's like he like is very fit, but it's not like gross. I follow the physical therapist that's like. This guy that just like looks like every other person that would just be like some random person that's not like here's my workout I do and I like take my shirt off and look insane like it's like achievable and they kind of show you like real world things and it's not, I don't know there's just like no marketing to it and there's it's also like, just bleh. like I mean shout like out. they're out there they're out there is what I'm trying to say like there are people you can find them
0: shout out to at Christy Fitness who yeah. I work out with. um, I, what, what I really like about it is that we don't do measurements. We don't do weigh-ins. We don't do any of that stuff. The goal is to get stronger and more flexible and more physical in my own body. So, you know, what started as I can barely even hold my arms up is now like I'm doing it with a 10 pound weight. And at some point I get excited about challenging myself and it's not about I want to look like this. It's like, I want to get stronger in my own body. And I think what people need to realize about a lot of this stuff is that you can't, it's not, it's like, It's like if you're looking from the outside in at someone who's getting plastic surgery and they go in and they're like, I want Nicole Kidman's nose. And it's like, okay, but you have your nose, (laughs) right? So your body is your body and you can't want someone else's body. You can only want the best from yourself. Yeah. So to sort of get on board with like, I'm going to do stuff to make me my best me instead of try and be someone else or be something unattainable for me is it's a very hard mindset to get in but once you're in that mindset you're able to sort of approach this stuff differently and the other thing I would say is you know every everyone's body is different everyone's metabolism is different everyone's taste buds are different so you have to find what works for you but a lot of it is really education based right if you understand how like calorie intake and burning works you can do a lot for yourself without restricting things from yourself you know what i mean
1: i also use my apple watch every i've been i've been my newest like thing is like to try to close my rings every single day and it's very motivating. Oh yeah. Like I use my Apple Watch and basically like cuz you have to exercise for so long. Like you set what you how many calories Your you bones, want to burn yeah. in a day and like how much exercise you want to do and how many hours how like how many times you stand up in the day. Mm-hmm. And so like I have to try to close my rings every day and it's actually very motivating without being like annoying.
0: That's a great.
1: I mean, so like yeah, if you have cool. an Apple Watch or you want to you like maybe I would want to get one. It actually is a very like achievable and like passive way to like get yourself. And I just like sometimes like I have Apple fitness plus so I can like do all these workouts that they have for you that will like literally kick your ass. Mm-hmm. But I do those sometimes. And then sometimes I literally just go on like an hour walk Yeah, and like walk around like my neighborhood and like it Definitely. does the same thing.
2: 100%. I tell a lot of people that, you know, walking was a great way to just like start. Yeah. yeah is there because...
1: very quickly so we can keep going, like, so we can keep going, but like, were there things that you did at the beginning that you really think helped you a lot?
2: Yeah. I actually, um, I walked a lot. Um, yeah. love yeah I, I used to do five miles a day damn which um i kind of still do i mean if you think like you know ten thousand steps a day it's basically five miles yeah. um but i was doing that um and it wasn't stressful i was like revisiting old albums you know like yeah yeah mu- music like from the 90s i was like yeah you know like just like listening to yeah like i walk, walk for
1: this hour listening to this album that's cool yeah
2: and you're just like lost in that time you know yeah. so like um that's great and now um I, you know, have it on my phone, at least tracking the steps and all that. And I mean, I just bought a treadmill like for my house. Cause yeah.
1: Cause like when, yeah, when it gets cold.
2: <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I'm getting so busy that like the 20 minutes to get to the gym and back is like too much. I'm like, no, no, no. And, and that gives me time to say no, that I don't want to go which, you know, now at my house, like I could take the call. Yeah.
1: like the There's stage. zero reason. Yeah. Oh, like if I would be the f- most fit person alive, if I could just like walk, walk on the treadmill
0: while I'm watching TV. And this is, you know, we yeah. talk about with zero waste, like if you're a person that a product is going to motivate you to like bring your reusables every day, like if having that treadmill or that Apple watch is going to motivate you to use it and do the thing, like those Buy are the it. little things yeah. that get you started and get you excited about it. You have to find what excites you about going on that journey.
2: Yeah. The game of weight loss is fun. You know, And if you you think about that, like it's like, how do I challenge myself and how do I reach this? And and I'm that type of person, you know, that set a goal and like hit hit, surpass it. Like, oh, no, bitch, I'm going to get this. I'm going to do it. Like, that's that's for me. And you got to find that in yourself, too, with any any sort of thing, but especially with weight loss. And then it becomes fun if you can think of it as like sure, this sucks the sweat and stress or whatever, but, like, we're going to get through it and we're going to feel good, you know? Like, that always happens.
0: The first workout back is always the toughest, but after that, it's, like, I mean, I get an endorphin rush in the middle of my day when I work out, and it's, like, such a great way to, also, if I'm upset about something, just, like, work it out and, like, feel like I'm doing something that, yes, like, helps me feel good and confident, but it also feels like I'm doing something
2: for me. I think the, um, I, I've, I've suffered in this before. So I always go back to allowing, I said this earlier, that time that it's good, good selfish, you know? Yes. I'm going to have a book called Good Selfish, How Anthony Lost Weight. The, that time for me becomes like meditative. And I, I like allow myself to, you know, not send that quick ass message that cuts deep. You know, it allows me to like, let me erase that and really think about the proper way to do this. Or it makes me, you know, I think about my family and that, or, you know, you know i really put the time to think that's like not stressing, you know what I'm saying? Like I do. it just it becomes just about Anthony for an hour mm-hmm. and I'm also working out or I'm walking or I'm doing whatever I'm doing at this time. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing everything back into center. Um, and then you just feel good. You know, it really, it really, it happens like that. And I make better decisions when I'm, after I've done that hour for myself, or whatever, it's only an hour or something. Yeah. You know, like if you think about how much time you're actually devoting to this your physicality, you know, it's really not that much. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's good, it's good, good selfish time.
1: I like that. I do That's, too. Yeah. Good selfish. It's funny because I kind of do that in the mornings. I was, I think I told, I don't know if I yeah, told you this you on the this. podcast or in, life. I don't know. Um, when I I know what you're going to say, um, basically like I give myself like an hour in the morning. Like I wake up, I wake up earlier than I normally would and give myself an hour in the morning to just like do whatever I want. Like, which is like, like be on my phone, read a book, like do exercise and like do all that. And just, it's literally like the good selfish time where you like, and it's like changed so much.
2: I do that too. I yeah. think it's really important. I used to, you know, and still some days get caught up into it, but I used to just like open my eyes and start working, like yeah, laying yeah, in bed yeah, and yeah, answering yes. emails and shit like that, which yes. like we do as entrepreneurs or whatever. So like consciously to say, I'm not doing that. I'm going to feed the cat. I'm going to pet the cat. I'm going to make the coffee. I'm going to read the, you know, the newspaper, whatever i are going to do. Yeah, yeah. listen to know, a song. Because on the, you yeah.
0: have to acknowledge, yeah. especially as creatives, that's the time where... You give your brain the space for inspiration to strike. You rest so that when you're actually sitting doing your creative work, you can focus on it. Like you got to, you have to let yourself, and it's hard, you know, because we're in this Insta culture of everybody wants an answer right now. Everyone thinks they should have a piece of you. I struggle like a lot of times if I'm doing something fun, I don't want to post about it because I'm like, people are waiting for their orders. They don't want to see me out doing something fun. So, you know, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean I don't do fun things. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the same God. way like actually yesterday I was like maybe I'll make this post do y'all want to see me post shit every single day and every five minutes like I'm seeing all these motherfuckers do like uh, is that what you want from me because like I'm willing to do it but I don't feel like I need to do that yeah. all the time yeah. you know like I see people I'm like you posted 10 things on that story today like how do I even keep uh, am I supposed to care about how am I supposed to feel about this as somebody who actually supports you and loves what you do or whatever <laughs> but like I ain't got time yeah.
0: Well, our next question is about how to stay motivated to do this. So take okay, it away, Speaking Chris. of
1: motivation, oh. Um, Daniel's favorite thing in the, on this podcast is a segue. Literally,
0: I challenge you to give we, me topics and I will come up with no, a segue. I, if I, I had enough money, I, I, I would I'm buy you. So. If I had
1: money, I would literally buy you an actual segue. So for, I can segue, so you could from segue from on your segue. To I swear to God. No, like legitimately. Sponsor,
2: sponsor, sponsor.
1: It's amazing um okay how do you stay motivated in the winter months when it gets dark at 5 p.m question mark I don't think I have seasonal depression but I just feel like the days are so short and time is slipping away from me
2: help oh my god I hate it so much I I don't think I ever like acknowledge it until this year how much I really despise that change you know and I love it I I, I love it so I can't
1: get ready I'm about to answer this question real fucking good but go ahead you go first
2: I was just going to say, like, I, I was talking to someone recently and I was like, you know, we could live somewhere where some of this shit don't happen. Sure. You know, and, Move to California. and whatever. But like, because I'm here, like, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess as I get older, I enjoy like the homebody shit. But like, I, it definitely affects my day, you know, and it definitely affects my, um, how I feel and stuff like that. So I have to actively make plans to not feel that way. Definitely. One I don't the, have the answer. <laughs> one
0: of the things that I like to do, um, and one of my mentors and best friends always says to me, is to remember that change is the constant. So one of the things that I try and tell myself when I get upset about how dark it is so early and how I've lost the light and it's cold and all of those things is I try and remind myself that this is temporary You know It's going to change. I can't stop it from changing. So at that point, what I like to try and do is accept that it's happening and embrace it. And I feel like there's usually a day every season where I embrace that it's colder than it was and it's darker than it was. And once I let those things into my body, I don't feel them as so painful. I feel them as like my now and I try and enjoy that they're happening right now. Like I'm a little bit of a night owl and so I'm like okay, well now there's more dark hours for me to do my nighttime shit. And you know, <laughs> it's cold, so I can add more layers, you know, and then I try and like wear as much fashion and do as much nighttime stuff as I can because it's going to go away. So I think my my advice is to try and revel in it because it's temporary. Yeah. I Kind
1: of like when it gets dark earlier. Um, I think there's something really cozy. I mean, I just like like winter a lot, so I like. When we'll look it gets, at you in this brrr, beanie. I love it when amazing. it gets cold, so like I enjoy winter. Um, this is like such a generic answer in the beginning of it, but like wh- I like to wake up early, and if like the sun isn't even up yet, I'm like, oh, I'm like stealing this time away from like, you know what I mean? Like it kind of feels like oh, I'm up before the. I love being up before the rest of the world. Like yes. before everyone the world wakes up. You know what I mean? I think that that's Nobody so, bothers you. I love it. Yeah. Cause yeah. No, literally because I'm all by myself and no one speaks to me mm-hmm. as you know, much that that's my favorite thing. That's, yeah. Um, And so like to be able to just like, st- I think of it, I frame it in my mind. It's like, I'm stealing this time back mm-hmm. like in the morning. Sweet. And I think that's a perfect time to do the selfish or what was it? The, the good, good selfish. Good, selfish, good selfish. Do the good yeah. selfish in the morning. You know what I mean? When it's still dark. And then I think like, I was, I was on a walk with my friend and it was like this time, like kind of like five ish. And it was, so it was like starting to get dark. And he was like, I'm really upset that it gets dark so early now. And I said, yes, but like, it's, it's calling us to, Oh God, listen to me. What, who am I? Maryam Cosby. Um, it's calling us to like slow down earlier in the day and like, when that sun's up, like do your shit, like get your work done, do everything. But like when it's calming down at five o'clock and it's starting to go to night, like wrap up your shit, like have those hours, almost like how people say like the four, the four day work week actually would be much more productive than the five day work week. Like think of it in that sense of like when the sun is up and you have to be productive, like be productive, but like you give yourself way like hours longer if you can to like, Wind down and yes. like watch some TV or like read a book and like when the sun goes Your down, animals hibernate. Yeah, it's winter. And like when the sun goes down, like be done. It's cold out. Don't go out. Like hit it hard when you when the sun's up, and then literally when it's when the sun starts going down, like do something nice for yourself.
0: And I'm that's say how I've been like thinking about it. Two other things: one, go on vacation, and if you can't go on vacation, go on staycation. Stay home and tell everyone you're gone, you know, like... Yeah, like, literally lie to your literally friends Literally lie to your friends and family and stay in your house and do your good, selfish shit. Or if you're able to and you have the means, go somewhere warm, remind yourself what that's like, and then go ham in the summer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's beautiful out, and don't waste those opportunities. And when it's cold, stay home, you know? Like, yeah. the world is trying to tell you
1: something. I don't know. It's just a... T- we... we you know, we say about sustainability and sustaining yourself and mental sustainability, like you're, you're being handed the, 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 hall pass, the hall pass to like have a lot of time every day to like recharge. You yeah, know what I mean? 100%. Cause like, and I said if it was when I was on the walk with my friend, if this was summer, it would be, it would still be light until nine 30 at night. And we'd be walking around. Like it was fucking the, the whole day. Like it was meanwhile, like I'm ready to go to bed at nine at nine 30. I'm like putting my like matching pajama set on oh like, yeah you know what i mean like, i'm lotioning my feet and putting yeah like you know what i mean it's like i'm ready to go to gone. sleep yeah. so it's like
2: it...
0: and i want to eat like really like warm cozy foods yes, and like yes, and yes, i don't sense. want them in the summer you know it's too hot to eat that stuff so like enjoy it yeah and that's my suggestion enjoy it
2: yeah i think it's all you know you have to put a positive spin on it because like I, I i led with i hate this so much but uh you know i've I, have to find my ways to enjoy it and figure it out and it does it actually does allow me to shut things down a little bit earlier which is good you know in terms of like work or something yeah yeah
1: and like not for nothing seasonal depression is real and so it's like there are people that then become extremely depressed because of this like it's not i'm not like negating no 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 no, no. and like if you feel that that's what's happening like you just like reframing your mind isn't going to really help you that's not what we're suggesting so like i'm not like Please know that, like, there's people that are actually legitimately super affected by this. And that's not I'm not trying to, like, make light of that. Right. yes I've battled
2: that, like, a little bit, I think. Yeah. I think it's what I'm, like, discovering, you know. And uh, but it could just be how things work, even with my career or something like that. You know, when it's colder, it's like a little slower. Yeah. You know, so it just, you know, I do have to stay inside a little bit. And I like to be a little bit more outgoing. So I'm just, you know finding maybe i'm watching the things i saved in the queue you know mm-hmm. instead and and in allowing myself to enjoy those moments exactly like you are saying you know yeah well,
1: well i think well. we
0: did it we i mean that is all the advice on those three questions but now we want to know from you our speed round
1: okay we have rapid fire questions and then we're done don't okay. overthink
0: it don't overthink it 10
1: words or less okay Oh, fun. And literally, they're just about, like, possessions and sustainability, okay? Okay. Rapid-fire questions. Okay. What's one of the things that you've owned for the longest time?
2: Oh, I'm already overthinking it. <laughs> I guess I don't own much. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, like, have too, much, too many things. So I think I like that. Um, I think I like that. I think I like uh, owning not many things.
1: Is there, like, a piece of clothing you've had for the longest time or, like
0: some like a kitchen appliance or something
2: um uh, uh no oh my god i feel like that's like that's sort of my answer that i, I i'm enjoying like the change of got it got but it got it, really, got it i don't really hold too many to like too tight possessions you know like maybe some of the clothes i wear in shows and stuff
1: but. yeah what's something you use often that you wish was made with better quality um
2: oh god uh, God, I get so frustrated when things break that I spent money on. Yeah, um, I just like my, my laptop just like fell apart. You know, and I feel like I spent so much so much money on a laptop that like I've had for four years. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I just like lost everything that's in it and stuff uh. like that. So I feel like I feel like when you spend a lot of money on something like that, it should last longer.
1: Yeah. What's one modern convenience that you cannot live without?
2: My phone. What do okay. you
1: find yourself always spending money on?
0: Food. Mm
2: -hmm. I don't mind it I'm not mad
1: yeah what Uh, is your least sustainable habit
2: um you know I think about this all the time but I use a lot of like paper towels Mm -hmm. and and I think it's disgusting you know like even when I'm doing it I'm like oh and I I, literally right next to like a hand you know towel yeah you know but I'll use like the paper towels for everything and I feel like uh you know paper towels toilet paper or like flushable wipes yeah you know I use those like who gives a fuck and I think it's not good. I think about it all the time.
1: Yeah. What is your most sustainable habit?
2: Um, I focus on products with limited uh, like ingredients. Mm. So I, I'm willing to spend the money on things like that, like natural products or like, you know, I use deodorant that's like has four or five things in it. the same thing with my toothpaste, same thing. Like, yeah. To me, like I, I really try to, to do that kind of thing. Um, you know, if you if you looked in my cabin and things like that, you'd be like, I don't know any of these brands, you know. Got and it. it you know, so I, I I appreciate the quality in those things and using less product and so. We love that.
0: That mm. you did it. Thank you. That. This has been so oh, interesting. Have. It's been
2: it's so has been uplifting
1: very different from yeah. like most of our episodes. Yeah. Don't you feel that I way? Do. I yeah, do. in a good in the best way. Yeah.
2: I love that. I love v- being a flash.
1: Yeah, very different. Keep yeah. them coming. Yeah.
2: I I mean, thank you. Both so much for you know, hearing me out and wanting me to be a part of this and and uh talking about my conundrum, my carry conundrum.
0: Well, before we let you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you and listen to all of your amazing music?
2: Sure, rememberjones.com. Uh hit remember Jones on Instagram because I do a lot of silly stuff on that. Facebook if you still have it, uh blow the dust off your Twitter and follow me yeah. at RememberJones. <laughs> Follow me on your alt because I am like really trying to see some nudes. The, uh, <laughs> and, and you get you get all my tour dates on all that stuff too. So like next year, um, going to be doing a lot of stuff and a lot of really cool stuff. And the album will be out in the winter time.
0: Great, perfect. Well, we we can't wait to hear the rest of the songs. And congratulations!
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you both so much.
1: We're back with a product review, and we are fired up. I mean, dripping in sweat. We have just been complaining to each other about random things for a good 30 minutes. And I have worked up a sweat. It was STB
0: on yeah, fire. It's, you, my, you know, it's my favorite thing. I, I felt it while it was happening. I was like, oh, this is having fun.
1: This is true STB shooting the breeze. Yeah.
0: Shooting the breeze, except it's like a Thick,
1: Except we're screaming at the top humid, of our lungs. Complaining
0: about breeze. everything. Yeah. No, we've got. It um, was great.
1: <laughs> we've got I issues. feel amazing. I feel amazing. And like, we are so aligned in so many ways. I love
0: it. And so what's so perfect about this is that this week we're reviewing a deodorant. Um, this is the paper deodorant. Spelled P- a with the line over the A. I don't know P-R. what that line is called, but yes, PR. I mean, all I know about that line is that when you learn phonetics, that means you pronounce like a hard sound, like pay a paper, yeah. right? I don't know what it's called, but it means that you say paper. Even if though it there's was no squiggly, e.
1: it would be the enye, but that's right. not what this is. Right, and if it and was, if it was two just the two dots, dots it, would it would be, be an umlaut, umlaut <laughs> or, or isn't it like ooh? It's an umlaut. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So paper, clean, natural ingredients, vegan and cruelty-free, 0% aluminum, no artificial fragrance, recyclable, and biodegradable deodorant. Um, I have three different um, scents. scents. Yes. This We have a From Dusk Till Dawn, lemongrass, and bergamot. We have
0: the one that I'm wearing is the Coastal Forests, Cedarwood, and Cypress. And the one I'm wearing is called So Hot Right Now, Herbal Musk.
1: Is that what it's called? It's called wait. That's so. I think I got it. I think I got it because that's what it's
0: called. Herbal must.
1: So here's the thing that this it is paper. The whole thing is paper. It reminds me of a push pop. Do we remember that? It's It's literally a push pop. And like you can't pick it up from the top because literally the top will just slide right off. Right. It is like you went to go pick them up to move them, and I went, "Oh, Daniel, no, no, you must clearly like." Slide it from the bottom and like pick it up from the bottom because, like, you will just drop the deodorant right. The, front, the, the
0: weight of the deodorant, uh, there isn't enough friction on the tube cap to keep the yes. cap on
1: because it's completely made out of paper. Because
0: it's completely made out of yeah. paper, and because the printing on that paper keeps it kind of smooth, so there's yes. less friction than like a normal yeah. so, craft paper. So, but honestly, from a sustainability standpoint, I would rather have something where you have to pick it up from the bottom than something that's got like extra packaging or something. No,
1: like I think that is to like reiterate that like it is extremely sustainable packaging because it literally doesn't like hold itself together. (laughs) And when you open it up, it's like a different color, which is like cute. And it literally says "Yeah, the graphic
0: design is great.
1: It literally says, get over it. The edge can be a little greasy or worn out on behalf of our planet. Thank you. Like, They're saying like, yeah, this is going to start to like fall apart because it's supposed to fall apart. It's not supposed to be there forever.
0: Exactly. There's really clear instructions, ingredients, and I'm going to give them like 10 points for Gryffindor for saying super clearly on the back right above their website, made in Los Angeles, USA." USA. That is so important to me, you yeah. know, on every product we review, I'm looking for where it's made. I don't
1: think we've yet to have something that is made in America.
0: This is our first made in the States product that, that we that we know of that, that has told us that. I mean, made
1: in. Well, that's its own thing. But like even like <laughs> even like the one that's actually said on the box, like this is where this is made. Yes. The ingredients are all there. Yep. Um, it's a store room temperature in multiple languages. It says do not use on irritated skin, duh. No, f- for underarm use only, mm-hmm. like in multiple languages. And it says that it's deodorant. And it gives you, th- it's recyclable, it's biodegradable, it's vegan, it's silicone-free, um, it's aluminum-free, and it's paraben-free.
0: It's a lot of coconut oil, baking soda, tapioca starch, um, shea butter, Yeah. castor oil. Now... Sterile alcohol.
1: I'm okay. So, it, you buy it online. Here's the one ding that I will give it so far ding. you buy it online. It's one of those products where you can like sign up for the subscription and it sends you deodorant every month. I, t- in my opinion, is that I feel like that's like creating demand. Is it not? I don't know. There's something about that that I'm like, is that sustainable?
0: The way I feel about subscription products is that it can create a little bit of waste in the consumption because if you're not consuming at the rate that you've subscribed to, then you are ultimately going to end up with waste.
1: And like surplus product.
0: Right, surplus product. But I do think from a consumer standpoint that the subscription model is really valid because one of the things we've talked about on this podcast is convenience. And convenience is a major barrier to entry for people doing small changes to be more sustainable. So if people are able to subscribe and not have to think about it, then it's an easier, it's sort of like, you don't have to go to a special store. You don't have to go out of your way. We're just going to send it to you. So I wonder if the frequency of that subscription matches with the usage rate. Uh, You know, I've noticed on some of the subscriptions that I'm on, I'm on a subscription for zero waste, detergent pods for For a dishwasher. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, And they're great. And I really love them. Shout out to Drops. But uh, I find that it's the perfect amount because I don't get them every month. I think I get them quarterly. And so by the time I'm like really running low, I'm expecting a new box. Got it. I think to get one of these a month, I'm not a big sweater. So I, I just, I would, I would have so much extra deodorant. Yeah.
1: Um, we've smelled them and they all smell pretty great.
0: They do smell great and
1: they smell very like essential oil-esque. Like it's very much like a a diffuse essential oil. Yes. They smell
0: really natural, really clean. This is not an
1: axe body spray smell. This is not, it's a very like, it is like a very like It's just like earthy
0: person smell. And something I've noticed, I switched to natural deodorants in 2017. And what I did when I switched was I took about a month off from wearing any deodorant. And I kind of let my body reset to its natural state Mm -hmm. of this is how much I really sweat. This is what it's like not putting aluminum under my arms, all of those kind of things. And what I noticed when I went to the natural deodorants, and I've tried several, is that my natural smell now kind of mixes with them. And so what I want to find is something that doesn't... I'm not trying to mask my smell. I'm trying to find essential oils that are going to, like, enhance my smell and kind of something with some baking soda that's going to curb the odor Understood. You know what I mean? Yes. Because there's, like, I feel like odor has a very negative connotation, and then, like, mm, man smell is, like, a good thing, right? So I want to smell good and natural, and I find that these natural scents kind of make me smell like a good-smelling human, not, not like... Not like,
1: here's this, like, perfume that I put under my pits. Exactly.
0: Yes, which I don't like. Um, another thing that I just want to confess right here, right now, is that this afternoon, before this... Product review.
1: You did workout. I did. and I heard you, and you were you were grunting, you were you were huffing, and you were like it was a real workout. I wasn't like I ran for twenty minutes and it was fine.
0: No, fully drenched in sweat. Christy Fitness um, has been training me and Mario for um, probably five months now, and she has transformed my body. We'll get her on here. She'll be on here very soon. I mean, literally, she should have her own podcast. She's just going to take over because she's so amazing. Yeah. Um, and I love working out with her. She does high intensity interval training. And we do, like, a 35-minute workout. And I, like, drenched in sweat, covered in sweat. The worst smell that I will produce is after one of Christy's workouts. And so I put on this deodorant before my workout. And after my workout, I genuinely only smell the deodorant. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. So it really did it, work. Like, really, okay, really I, did. I have not worked out at all, but I also
0: wore a thick sweater. and I Well, and we had a very tense conversation. I definitely am sweating and it. Oh, cute t-shirt though. Oh, oh my god.
1: I don't smell like body odor at all. At I don't all. think I smell like the deodorant either.
0: <laughs> I smell like the deodorant for sure.
1: For I'm sure. smelling neither, which is like good. That's better than nothing. Yeah. Wait, let me smell the other armpit. It's and like my armpits are a little damp. Like I have been sweating. Oh, I've thing.
0: definitely been sweating.
1: I'm not, I do not smell like oh body odor grossness. I don't smell like what do I, mo- I definitely don't smell like cedarwood or cypress right now. Wait, let me smell what that smells like again. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely don't smell like you this. You don't smell like that? But, like... But you don't smell. I don't smell bad. I don't offend. This is the thing I'll say about this product and any natural deodorant is that you need to know your body because baking soda can irritate some people's skin, and there is baking soda in this product as the major odor masker or eater. yeah. So if that's something that you know doesn't work for your body don't try this product. But that's just like any beauty product. Any beauty product, anything you're going to put on your skin. So just be aware baking soda does irritate my skin with repeated use so this is something where I would put this on Monday, Wednesday, Friday when I'm working out and like maybe if I'm going to something that I know is going to be like hot outside or like stressful But not like an everyday use situation Personally I wouldn't use it every day just because, because of you my know, skin. Because type. you know that,
1: yes. But, but like, I, if it didn't
0: have the, if it like didn't, and it still worked exactly the same way, you would one hundred percent use it every day. I mean, honestly, if it didn't irritate my skin, I would use it yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. I just don't wear deodorant every day because it irritates my skin. Got it. I think this is
1: a hundred. Like, I the packaging is truly like. It's gorgeous. It's and it's minimal and it's smaller and it but it's like thick, like the like when I was putting it on, it was substantial. I wasn't like gliding it on like a like an old spice situation where you're like, I need to get a lot on there. Right. Like it was like I used a little and that really did go a long
0: way. And what's so great is you can literally compost the packaging when you're it's done. paper. It's tra- straight straight up paper. paper. So I feel really good about this product. I say this is sustainable sustainable, right? I, yeah.
1: Wow, we're we're fans.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, it got us through some some hard times, tense moments. Yes, for sure. This feels like like one of those like strong enough for a
1: literally strong enough for a woman. Like, yes, that's hundred percent what it is. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this this is sustainable. sustainable. That's season one of this podcast.
0: I can't believe it flew by. It's been so interesting getting to talk to all of these different people. I loved it.
1: I think we had a great time. We had a lot of laughs. We learned a lot. We shot the breeze. We tried stuff. We did all kinds of things. We've. Bombs were dropped. Things happened. We had a great time.
0: I loved it. I think we should do a second season.
1: Uh, We're doing a second season.
0: I know. We already talked about it.
1: Um, We're going to do a bonus Christmas episode.
0: I mean, we've been talking about them so much. I think we need to do a whole episode with Mario and Hassan. Yeah. I, it's that's gonna be
1: absolute mayhem. Our gift to you. yeah, it's gonna be absolute mayhem. You're gonna see two couples being insane with each other.
0: And Mario and Hassan have never met they've never met each other. So this is gonna be like a real it's a meeting of the mind a, so situ- a whole situation. Well, if that isn't the teaser of teasers to keep you excited for our holiday episode, then I don't know what it is.
1: I don't know it is either.
0: God bless them.
1: God bless us. (laughs) Like Jesus take the wheel. To quote B-list celebrity Carrie Underwood.
0: (laughs) Well, I think we've said everything there is to say. And thank you for joining us on this exciting (laughs) ride.
1: Until next time. Do you have a question you'd like us to answer or a product you'd like us to review? send us an email at not sustainable at gmail.com or leave us a comment or send us a dm at this is not sustainable on tiktok or this is not sustainable pod on instagram this podcast is produced by me zero waste daniel and me chris De Rosa. artwork was done by me
0: editing was done by me and if you couldn't tell we literally did this all on our own Special thanks to Mario and Hassan for allowing us to turn our living rooms into recording studios. And thank you to all of our guests for their unfiltered honesty as it pertains to sustainability. Until next time...